pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Kim, please do the roll call. Well, thank you. Council President Frank is absent. Mayor Barber? Here. Councilor Montero is absent. Councilor Wright? Here. Councilor Phillips? Here. Councilor Morrissey? Here. Councilor Horney? Here. Thank you. I took a shower this morning. I don't know what you brought me. I kind of lonesome here. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you all for being here. I understand Tita's ill and Randy is out of the state. So we missed them tonight. I'll entertain a motion to approve the agenda as printed and circulated. I so move. I'll second. Moved and seconded. Those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed the same. Motion carries. We have a proclamation. This is Constitution Week, something that we observe every year, uh, created by uh, an earlier president, that we should observe this every year. I'll let Steve read that for us, please. City Seaside Proclamation. Whereas September 17, 2019 marks the 232nd anniversary of the drafting of the Constitution of the United States of America by the Constitutional Convention, and whereas it is fitting and proper to accord official recognition to this magnificent document and its memorable anniversary, and to the patriotic celebrations which will commemorate the occasion, and whereas Public Law 915 guarantees the issuing of a proclamation each year by the President of the United States of America designating September 17 through 23 as Constitution Week. Now, therefore, I, Jay Barber, Mayor of the City of Seaside in the State of Oregon, do hereby proclaim the week of September 17 to 23rd 2019 as Constitution Week, and ask all citizens to reaffirm the ideals the framers of the Constitution had in 1787 by vigilantly protecting the freedoms guaranteed to us through this guardian of our liberties, remembering that lost rights may never be regained. I witness whereof, set my hand and cause the seal of the City of Seaside to be affixed this ninth day of September 2019. Thank you, Councilor Steve. Let us all remember that during this week. At this time, I'm going to open the floor to any public comments. If you'd like to address the Council on any item that is not on the agenda tonight, please step forward, identify yourself, give us your address, and also an additional, be sure you sign in uh, with that information when you come in so we won't have trouble tracking down your address. Thank you. Yes. So my name is Laura Allen. I live at 431 10th Avenue. And we talked before during the plastic bag ban efforts. And the good news is tonight I'm not here to ask you to ban anything. I'm here to invite you to something. Um, I'm here on behalf of Indivisible North Coast Oregon to invite each of you to participate in the global climate strike events that are taking place around the world and in Seaside on the North Coast this month. We, we all know the climate is in crisis with warming temperatures and rising sea levels. Uh, we can see the devastation. We need to find ways to reduce um, 
carbon dioxide emissions and other greenhouse gas emissions. So the idea of a global climate strike originated with a young teenager, actually, Gruna Thunberg. In 2018, she walked out of school on a Friday. She went down to the Swedish parliament. She held up her handmade sign that said, striking for climate in Swedish, but that's the translation. So she started doing this every Friday. That was in 2018, and by March of 2019, she had over 1.4 million students joining her every Friday, um, not only in Sweden, but around the world. And so now she is asking us to, all of us, adults and students alike, to strike on two Fridays in September, the 20th and the 27th. Um, I'm not going to do justice to Greta in this short presentation, but I do want to tell you she's been nominated for a Nobel Prize. She's had given talks at the UN on climate change. Very impressive young teenager, still only 16 years old. So as part of our global climate strike events here, we have rallies planned, of course, not throughout the day on the 20th, but at the Seaside Chair at noon. But what I'm here to ask you to do tonight is come to a film that we're, the Colombian has agreed to screen for free on the 22nd at 3 o'clock. We're inviting all the local leaders uh, up and down the coast to come to this. The film is uh, from National Geographic. It's called Paris to Pittsburgh. And it kind of chronicles what's going on in the ability, efforts of communities across the country, some smaller than ours, some the same size, some rural, some coastal, what they have done to combat climate change. And it's kind of, it's very interesting. Uh, some of the more rural communities are almost all solar at this point. Um, they've worked so hard to do that. So we'd like you to come and watch it and see what you think. Uh, we'll have speakers after the film. One is a local community uh, college professor who worked with Warrenton High School students in putting solar arrays up on their school, and he's going to talk about his projects. We've got a climate scientist who has attended the uh, Conference of the Parties, which are the UN climate change uh, conventions that have been going on for a number of years. What we want to do is we don't want to you know, have you come and be on a panel or talk. We just want to listen, and if you want to comment, you here in Seaside, you've been leaders on the environment in the past, and you know it's it's a scary thing for people to hear what you know all the doom and gloom that's that's uh, being predicted and the impact on their lives, their health, their jobs. And it would be good to have local leaders to listen and also let us know what what can we do locally. You know, can we make electric cars more accessible? What infrastructure can we add? Can we in our the buildings we build through the government, can we consider putting in solar and wind? Can we add wind farms, solar farms to our economy? Uh, what kind of jobs can be created? It would just be good to get that conversation going and uh, alleviate fears and try to move forward. So please join us on the 22nd. I've given Kim some posters to put up and buttons for all of you. And we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mr. Mayor. Yeah. We, yeah. I forgot that. We're going to pause public. Thank you for your comments. We have that on the record. Pause on public comments. Uh, uh, Tristan needs to go to some kind of athletic event here. So we want her to give a student report, and then we'll come back to public comments if there's anyone else. Sorry for that. You're good. Hi, I'm Tristan McFadden, the student representative at Seaside High School. And I'm glad to say that this week of school has been wonderful and everybody's on schedule other than ASB is a little behind on homecoming, but we're, we're hanging in there. This week, Tuesday, September 10th, boys soccer games for Scapoose at Broadway Field. Um, JV is at 5.30 p.m. and Varsity is at 7.15 p.m. 
Volleyball also has a game on September 10th versus Rainier and Wharton. It's um, tri games, so we all three play each other. And that is at Wharton High School at 5.30 p.m. And Thursday, September 12th, girls soccer games are playing at Estacada High School um, versus Estacada. JV is at 4 p.m., varsity is at 6 p.m. And then that day as well, volleyball plays North Marion at Seaside High School. JV plays at 4.45 p.m. and varsity plays at 6.30 p.m. And then it's my first game to attend uh, Friday Night Lights for a football game. Varsity's playing at 7 p.m. versus Marist. And super excited to go see the game and cheer on our team. Um, as well as we also have this week, it's actually not this week, sorry. Um, the assistant league in Astoria at the Red Building is hosting Cinderella's Closet. So girls that can't get dresses can go there and get rent a dress for free for homecoming, which is really nice. And then our robotics team is getting ready for build season in January where build season is where they build a robot for competition. So any questions? I do not. I'm not in the robotics program. I'm really busy with ASB stuff, so that's too bad. You've got plenty going on. Right? Yes. <laughs> and if any of the sports you heard, you can find us on, on the you can find the sports on Seaside High School page. Okay. Any other questions? Thank you, Tristan. Yep. Now we'll go back to uh, opening the floor to any public comments from anyone that wants to speak. Uh, I'll be less than four minutes. My name's Stuart Emmons, 107 Kensington Avenue in Astoria. Uh, I'm an architect and planner. Um, I've written a lot about design uh, many, uh, many times. Um, so after I saw the cool cars on uh, Broadway and other streets on Saturday, um, my a friend and I took a uh, walk through the new convention center. And um, I'm so impressed and I just think that the city of Seaside has hit a home run with their new convention center. So thank you for such a great building. Hearing that from you, that adds a little more. So yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. We're thank very you. proud of it. Thank you very much. Any other comments from the public? I think with that I'll close that part of our agenda. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you, please. Gavel can be too quick sometimes. <laughs> um, my name is Callie Burgess. I live at 721 South King here in Seaside. And I wanted to see if I could uh, bring about a reconsideration of the ban on chickens in the city of Seaside. And it feels like it's a little outdated at this point because our neighbors immediately north and south being Deerheart and Cannon Beach uh, do approve backyard chickens with stipulations. I don't know if that's something you want me to continue defending here or if we should open new business on it at a later date. That would have to come on to a later agenda, but uh, there are other people who agree with you and people who don't agree with you, so it is a, an issue to be discussed at a later date. But okay. uh, Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, how do we go about doing that? You could ask for uh, an item to be put, placed on the agenda Mayor, Mayor, that'd be up to you. You yeah. had uh, an ordinance in front of the council uh, 
several times. Yeah. Uh, and it has not had any traction in council, but if you would like to reschedule it up at a later council meeting, you certainly yeah, we'll, we'll put that up. When we plan our agenda, we have a whole list of items that uh, are being considered to be placed on the agenda, and we'll add that to that list. Okay. Anyone else would like to address the council? Okay, now I will close that part of the meeting. Does any council member need to declare a possible <coughs> conflict of interest regarding anything on the agenda? No, I'll entertain a motion uh, to approve the consent agenda. So moved. I'll second it. <laughs> and second it. Those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed the same. Motion carries. We have a presentation from our fire department tonight. Uh, I'm going to pass this off to my new chief, David Rankin, and his crew because they did the committee. Okay. And they showed this little thing. This is the Lucas Mechanical CPR device. And David, you can give us a little more information about it. Tonight, I think this is one of the first times we've come up here, I did not bring a PowerPoint. But we brought uh, realistic. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to move this table temporarily. I promise to put it back. Scared Kim. Right there. Oh, on the table? We can put it on the table. That's fine. Sure. We'll still leave right here. So, the Lucas device is a mechanical compression device, basically. There are several out there on the market. We tested two of the three. The third one's the oldest. Uh, been around for a long time, but not as popular as these other two we tested. And uh, like anything we do with the fire department, we, we go through a committee, so we had multiple people. Uh, the three of us were on the committee, uh, Jeremy Houston working tonight, and Jensen's out of town, he had a funeral, so that was the five of us on the committee. Uh, so we brought the different devices in, and we tested them, and uh, looked at everything. I'm not a salesman, so I cannot tell you all the stats. Uh, we could try to answer some questions, but really we just kind of want to show you what this uh, device is capable of. It's been around in Europe for like 10 to 15 years. Very popular over there. It's slowly coming to the, to the U.S. Um, why do we not have more of these, you ask? Well, they cost $15,000 brand new. Uh, but thanks to Providence Seaside Hospital, they, they gave us a check for one, specifically for one, and so we were able to purchase it and get it here. Yeah, we're, we're and I, did they show up to the fundraiser for the picture? Okay, I, I had to leave for a call during the, during the fundraiser, so I missed it. But if you're at the fundraiser, you got to see uh, this thing in action. So we're going to kind of walk through it, uh, and I'll let uh, uh, Rick and Katie, by the way, Rick and Katie are up here, two of our volunteers, want to introduce you. Uh, we'll let them kind of walk through it, and I'll kind of talk about it if, you, if that works for you guys. So comes, as you can see, very packed welds, right in a nice backpack, hangs up on our truck. Um, it takes a battery, and when we open it up, we'll see. Uh, so if we were to walk in on someone who's having a, a cardiac arrest needing a CPR, we're not going to do what we're doing right here and, and set this up. One person will be going straight to compressions. But for, for the sake of the night, we're going to save Katie's back. So the first thing uh, Rick's going to do while Katie's assessing our patient, he's going he's to get his back plate out, and he's going to turn the device on. And just like any computer, it just takes a little bit to boot up. If you want to come up and come forward, you can. We can come, up. come and walk around if you want to get a better view. And if you fall down while you're here, we got it out already. <laughs> uh, 
So just like any computer, it just takes a second to boot up and think. So while they're turning the computer on, Rick's going to slide that backboard under or backplate underneath the patient. That is uh, basically the device is going to clip into it. It can also be used during x-rays uh, and at the hospital. So it, it's kind of uh, well worth it. Rick pulls out the device, and that is what you're looking at right now. He's going to, uh, so Katie would still be doing compressions. He's going to make sure his, uh, the, the tabs at the bottom are open. He's going to have the little, there's only a couple buttons. He's going to have them towards him, and he's going to click this thing into it. Here, click. Next, he's, uh, so if anybody remembers, we'll pause just for a second. If anybody remembers back from ever taking CPR training forever and a day, we've done ABCs, right? Airway, breathing, circulation. We keep it real simple with this, and we keep with the ABC. So we've got activate, we've got our back plate, and now uh, we got click. Okay, so we've done all three, and now we're ready to move on to one, two, three. And what's cool is up on the top, uh, when we'll show this off when we're done, there's actually one, two, and three. So he's gonna press one, and then he's gonna move the suction cup down. He's gonna look to get that right over the center of the, of the uh, chest. He's gonna press two. That's uh, also known as the pause, and it's basically setting the, the correct depth. And then he's gonna move on to three. And there's two options for three, uh, but we're gonna go to 30 and two. Um, basically, it, it's gonna do 30 compressions, and it's gonna pause long enough for us to give two breaths to the patient. The other option is after we've had an advanced airway in, if the patient's been innovated, we can go to continuous CPR for the American Heart Association uh, protocol. So, our guy, uh, unfortunately, has got a couple other things going wrong with him tonight. He doesn't have any arms, but had he had arms, they have uh, some uh, straps up here that we put the arms in through, and that just helps keep the whole body uh, kind of centered up on the device, what they call walking or wanting to move around. And then they got the neck strap on. It also does the same thing from walking the device to, to go down, uh, to walk down the patient. So Rick's got it paused right now. Um, probably some questions you got is how long is the battery life? The batteries are at full charge, 45 minutes. We carry two, one on the device and one always charging. We also carry in the in the backpack uh, one 10 charger. We could actually plug it straight in the wall and run it from there right now. Uh, the batteries, uh, real quick, just small little guys. And like I said, 45 minute runtime, and it does have an indicator to tell us just three bars at, at <coughs> excuse me, 15 minute increments. A couple other questions I'll try to answer. Uh, common questions before anybody asks is uh, it is basically designed for adult CPR. Um, so what we recommend is if you're if you're if it's a size patient that's going to get two-handed CPR, this device is going to fit. Lastly, the question always comes up is how big of a person can it fit? Well, again, our <coughs> dummy doesn't have arms, but if it did have arms, we would have slid them up, and that actually lowers your profile quite a bit in, in the human body. And uh, we, we brought Rick for two reasons. One, he, one, he's a paramedic, but two, we have put the device on him and he fits into it. So it takes a pretty large chest size to be able to get on there, which is amazing to do. Basically, the kind of the rule of thumb is if it clicks, it fits. Um, oh yeah, so uh, we do have to pause it while we're uh, uh, checking a rhythm uh, to see if we have a pulse back, but once we, uh, if we, decide there is no pulse and we want to shock the patient with an AED, we turn the device right back on and you can shock through this device. So it actually uh, reduces our amount of time off, off the chest, not doing compressions by a couple more seconds. So it's another really good feature for it. How many times have you uh, used this on a real person? We've used it once. It's been in service for almost two weeks. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we used it just a couple nights ago. And uh, besides the fact of taking out the, the human air and the fatigue of doing chest compressions, we had to do them, it's very exhausting. Uh, it just frees us up to, uh, to focus on the rest of the patient and you know, establish airway, medications, IV access, and get them transported faster than we've ever done before to the hospital. And on our, on our patient we had the other night, we actually transported to the hospital with this device and they left it on for probably 20 minutes um, before taking it off. So, at the hospital. Yeah, at the hospital. So we, we won't roll in with it and they're gonna continue to use it there until needed or not needed. Any questions from the audience? Sir, you have to put the patch on to do the AED part? The AED is, yes, sir, that's still separate. It just oh. isn't an AED. Uh, it just allows any AED to shock through it. So, yeah, we still have a separate machine with our AED that so just throws the patch. This just does compression, yes, sir. Thanks. Yeah. Well, this is such a great asset for our community. And uh, we hope you don't have to use it very often, but when you need it, it's wonderful. Absolutely, Ms. Mayor, that's the goal. Any other questions or comments? Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mr. Mayor, I want you to know that they originally asked if they could have a volunteer, and I uh, want you to know that I told them to bring the dummy. Uh, so. You didn't volunteer? No. No. Are you the only one in the county? Uh, Astoria has, uh, Astoria Fire Department has one. They also got theirs on a grant. They've had it for, I think, it was almost two years. But yes, otherwise, just us and Astoria right now. And I know they've multiple times since they've had theirs been sent uh, to the hospital just to assist with compressions. He said, well, why, why, what are their names? So Rescue Randy is a company, so one of our heavy dummies, we call him Randy. And then our water dummy, we have one that uh, will sink slowly in the water, uh, which is used for water rescue training because it mimics a person. Uh, we call him Oscar uh, because in the maritime world, Oscar flag is the man overboard flag. And up at the college where uh, Rick also works part-time, they have uh, Kelly, because that's the name of the device, Mega Code Kelly. So we said, well, you know, this, this uh, brand simulates, so we're going to have to call him Sebastian. So apparently that's going to stick after the night. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, can I ask a question? Sure. Uh, it, it kind of looks a little aggressive. If there's frail or older people and stuff, is that going to crush a chest or ribs? I mean, I know you can do that with the hands as well. Uh, you absolutely can. Again, I'm not the salesman, so I don't necessarily have all the data. Uh, but when we came in, that was a question that came up. Uh, when Rick pressed the button, uh, the number two button, and set it on there, it was actually measuring from the, the, the suction cup to the backboard and figuring out the chest depth, oh, and yeah. then basically compensating for that. So, uh, yeah. You know, history 
you know, they, they have hundreds of thousands of case studies, and that, that seems to be pretty small if, if minute on it. So, um, you know, time will tell, and, um, you know, hope, hopefully, again, you know, they're, they're already having a, a bad day, they've, they've basically already died. So, if we can do anything to try and bring them back. you to our block party this Saturday. Yeah. This is our third annual. And I'd like to thank the council for uh, having us here today. We were here a year ago during the public comment period and our public comment seems to have slipped into the black hole of public comments. Uh, and nothing ever came of that. We have sent two letters to our representative on the city council who is not here tonight. She has never returned any messages whatsoever. And this is not about tourist traffic, but it's rather about commercial traffic in a small neighborhood street. Uh, we're f we are all full-time owner-occupants. There's a bunch of us out here. Uh, we have kids, grandkids, we have cats and dogs. Uh, one piece of correspondence that uh, we see the city manager states with, that the city can't restrict traffic from any streets. That being said, the city restricts traffic on Broadway downtown and on res residential streets behind Safeway. They restrict RVs and trucks. And if you can uh, restrict trucks behind Safeway, why can't you restrict tractor trailers on 6th Avenue between Holiday and the highway? We also don't think that either one of these businesses comply with a residential commercial zone. Uh, if, if you read the conditional use permits and outright uses permitted, you will find that uh, they really don't fit. Also in section 3.061, the purpose of the commercial neighborhood, which this is not, this is a residential neighborhood, and they are in an RC zone. But in that, it's, it's to provide for the location of small businesses and services adjoining residential areas of the city. Businesses are intended to fit into the residential character of the neighborhood and not create either architectural or traffic conflict, which is what they are doing at this point. We have a petition that we submitted to the city. We went to the Traffic Safety Advisory Committee we have minutes from that, and it goes on and on and on of all the concerns that we have for this street. Uh, it, as far as the ordinances go, they're supposed to have a screen set up. If you go by, and we were here a year and a half ago, so I'm sure you've all been by there by now. You will see that they have crushing equipment. They have, John, help me out here. Uh, they have crushing equi equipment. They have uh, pallets. Uh, they have people camping at the uh, surf shop, Clean Line. They camp in the parking lot during summer. How can you allow this to go on in our neighborhood? And why don't you do anything about it? Why do we have to keep coming back? We went to the police department. We went to the public works department. We've been here before you already. And now we're back. We have 17 signatures here for a short area. We can get more if you like. 
Uh, and I'm going to guess you haven't read any of the minutes. Now, from the Traffic Safety Advisory Committee, in addition to what kind of business should be in a residential commercial zone, uh, here's an ad that was put out by, I believe, Seaside Vacation Homes. And they're looking for people who have professional home care experience. They know how to use multimeters, drywall, trowel, drills, etc. They're not running a construction operation. This is a light, quick, get it done, honey, do list. Uh, these, this is not an RC business that's advertising for these kind of people. Plus, they have a fleet of cars that numbers 10 to 15. Is this a business that's an RC? I don't think so. Clean Life Surf, they also have an ad for help. And they are looking for warehouse help in, in the RC zone. And uh, you must, uh, <laughs> let's see, what, uh, you have to inspect the incoming shipments for damage. Uh, you have to stay on tax. Uh, you have to uh, be able to ship out things. As a matter of fact, our, our uh, local post where postal workers are complaining about the amount of shipments that are coming out of there. We have UPS trucks, we have FedEx trucks, we have tractor trailers, we even have 18 wheelers that sit and wait for an opportunity to get at the end of 6th Avenue sitting on our street with kids trying to play basketball. Why haven't you done anything? Is there anything more you'd like to say? And we'll respond. Jay? I think you, why haven't you done anything since we've said anything? We promised to your attention. You appeared before the Transportation Advisory Commission, correct? And uh, before this body, yes. Uh, Dale, do you want to make any comments regarding the uh, transportation meeting? Regarding the, uh, the businesses, we don't have any jurisdiction on from public works. The only thing they suggested is that the residents of the area cut back their hedges and trees. Well, in order to put signs up so that people can see better, we have we had, did have to get a hold of one of the neighbors. We wrote them a letter, which is what we normally do. They contacted us as soon as her husband came back in town. She pruned it away. I sent uh, one of the neighborhood people a letter, letting them or a message, email, letting them know we can get a new another speed zone. The issue wasn't a speed issue. It was mainly the big trucks. It is the big trucks, and it's, again, it's not a tourist issue. When the neighborhood themselves put out slow down signs, the tourists took note of that, and we could tell that they were noticing that this is a neighborhood where people live, and they took note of that. These businesses don't do that. Uh, in, in addition, we did ask at the Transportation Advisory Committee that uh, additional no parking on this side of the street signs could be put up because there's only one on 6th Avenue. Public Works says no, there's two. We've had three families go out and look for the second one. Can you tell us where it is? Right, there is only one. I went down the street myself. There's one. It is on our list. We have about 1,700 signs in town, so we are working on signs. It will get put up. It's been a year and a half. How long does it take? Council, any uh, comments or anything you want to add? I'm part of the transportation committee, and the meeting was 
It was mid-July. Was it the end of the July one? It was mid-July. It was okay. July 19th. So it wasn't the August one. So he's been working on that part of it, doing the part. Again, we, we were agree. here a year and a half ago, and you were here then, too. Yeah, but we are, we are making some attempt to... I, I still don't doing. understand why the city allows 18-wheelers and tractor-trailer trucks well, up and down this little tiny that. street that is not designed to handle commercial traffic. I agree with you, Dennis. I don't, I don't understand that either. As you came a year and a half ago, my understanding was there were some improvements made after you were here a year and a half ago. Actually, so, the improvement. Let me speak. Sure. And so after we heard that, that's the last this council has heard from your neighborhood and from you. And so we assume everything is fine. We, uh, we don't go around uh, going up and down streets checking on traffic. This is the place to address it. We've heard you now that you have additional concerns and I think this council would like to deal with those. Now that we're aware that things are not, uh, have not improved to the level that the neighborhood would like. And the issues about zoning, the issues about parking, uh, traffic on that street are all issues that this council will want to deal with. I, th I think the zoning issue is a very important one. And we're not looking <laughs> to put them out of business no. by being in the wrong zone, but since the city authorized them to operate a business there, we think it's up to the city, their responsibility to take care of the traffic situation that has occurred there okay. and not allow commercial traffic up and down that street honking at kids who are trying to play basketball. So are you seeing trucks go from the uh, west to the east on 6th? Both directions. Both directions. Okay. Yeah, so, Mr. Yeah. Mayor, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Because I am, so you talked about this, I, I am curious about the size of the trucks uh, that you're seeing on that road. Um, and you talked about 18-wheelers and, and things like that. Are, how, are you seeing great big trucks or are you seeing smaller delivery trucks? All, all sorts, all sizes of delivery trucks, just like he clearly stated, from UPS delivery trucks all the way up to 18-wheelers, and then their fleet of cars, if they're obviously operating out of zoning restrictions, I mean, you think somebody would go down there and find these guys or bring it to their attention that they're not following the rules? Okay. I, I, and we also have a resident from Lincoln Street here who's experiencing the same problem. I'm, I'm assuming you don't want to restrict though mail trucks and UPS trucks and, and things like that. Those are normal the, delivery trucks that take place. business that these so, two, sir, sir, the added have, traffic that these two businesses Sir, sir, could we have Dennis speak to that? And if you're going to come to speak, you need to give us your name and your address. Jake Card, 763 6th Avenue. I think it is absolutely ridiculous to come up here and have to repeat and repeat and repeat. If I break the law, an officer comes to me and cites me with a ticket violation or arrests me. Now, if we have businesses that are knowingly breaking the law and operating outside of ordinances that this city puts into place for a reason, I think it's ridiculous that you can all sit up here and look at us and say we're doing something about it or it's on the agenda. What are you doing about it is what we're asking. We're doing nothing about it right now. We're hearing exactly. your comments. 
and you'll give us an opportunity to and, take some action. And he's been here. I'm speaking. Yes, sir. You'll, we'll give, you'll give us an opportunity to respond. I just stated that a year and a half ago, you came and spoke, and we got the report that things were much better. That's the last we've heard of here on the council. We're okay. hearing from you tonight. Give us an opportunity to respond to your concerns and your requests. I would like to know who gave you the report that everything was getting better. I'd like to know that, too. We we weren't hearing any more comments coming back from So you didn't hear that, that, that was getting better. You just no, I heard that things were much better. From, from, from Clean from Line? No, from people in the Or the coastal from people rental place? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've been to several well, meetings telling you that the same issues are in your campaign. I can't, that's I can't hear you when both of you are speaking at the same time. <laughs> okay, we've heard you now. I'm wondering if there's anybody uh, from the businesses in the area that would like to speak to this issue. Give plenty of opportunity. Hi, my name is my name is Mark Holland. Uh, my wife and I own Seaside Vacation Homes, which is operating out at 524 North Roosevelt, adjacent to Sixth Avenue, and upon. Uh, uh, finding out that there were additional concerns, uh, I met with Kevin per Mark's request, and we went over the ordinance, and we made sure to address any concerns regarding uh, work that might be done outside that would not be related to the facility maintenance that would need to occur on any building. Uh, such uh, Since then, we have not done any kind of work outside. In addition, we looked at what the zoning ordinance says, and as I understood it, retail establishments and office, uh, primary office uh, related businesses are, are more than conforming to that, as it was when Johnny Morris built the building to be a carpet retail store with a warehouse, and he had his own installation fleet of uh, contractors for which he dispatched out of his own building to pull carpet from their own warehouse, I mean, this whole developed, this whole structures was built with a purpose for which Josh and I, and I can't speak for Josh, but warehousing and retail and office administration, we're, we're still doing the same thing. We're still doing the same thing that this, this building was designed to do or these, these buildings were designed to do. Um, however, that being the case, I've got kids and it drives me nuts if I see somebody ripping through my neighborhood. Um, more so than uh, semis, I've seen little cars rip through, screaming, not stopping through this area, um, which has given me pause because I think, oh no, they're gonna think that's one of my workers. And of course, it's hard to identify who's who, but the idea that uh, if there is any uh, request for restriction of large vehicles, by no means should I think that request be denied, denied. These commercial drivers can back in, drop off their load, and pull right back into the 101. They can't. They should. There's no reason for them to go down the street. Uh, and I think somebody, Mark, said it. We're not. I don't think they're asking that UPS or the smaller trucks uh, be be curtailed. However, those guys will drive whatever they think is best for the route. And I think they have automated routing systems. So I think perhaps. Uh, in that respect, and that we are going to see 
some of those medium-sized trucks coming in and out, perhaps going with the dispatch, uh, dis dispatchers and the routing uh, for those trucks uh, through those companies would probably be the next best bet to keep that down. Because yeah, they're gonna be dropping things off and they could just as easily turn around and uh, go back, uh, back to the 101, but they're running on a computer. By no means am I telling them, oh, by the way, go down 6th Avenue. I put up on my side of my building uh, just because I wanted to make sure that even my new my newer staff knows the um, the goals of my company, which is community first, to to avoid Sixth Avenue. And uh, I wrote uh, in big big bold letters, "We're in the business of loving our neighbors. We show this by always driving slow, parking courteously, and avoiding Sixth Avenue." I've got it in my onboarding training for my new workers. I ring their necks whenever they can if I see them misbehaving. I've got kids too, so if we can do anything to help them, please do so, but I, I, I don't feel as if some of the concerns regarding the nature of our businesses in these locations uh, it is an issue. But I thank you for your time. Thank you, Mark. So what I would like to propose is that the first meeting in October, that we come back to this issue to address uh, questions about traffic, about zoning, uh, about uh, what, what else? What would be the third item? The ordinance. Uh, the ordinance. Uh, so that, that uh, we'll come back to you. The first, I'll give us a month to do investigation of the ordinances and all that. It'll come back on the agenda so that there will be expedient action on your request. We've heard you, and thank you for taking time to come in. How many of you live in that neighborhood? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, do you mind if I add one more thing? Yes, please. Amanda Payne, 8406 Avenue. I am on 6th and Lincoln. Um, just one thing I would like to address is the speed zone in our area. Um, there are no speed signs. Right now, every, well not everyone, like they said, it's not so much the tourists, but the locals feel that it's a residential area, and so it's 25 miles an hour. 25 miles an hour is holiday. Broadway is 20 miles an hour. Um, it's a big difference. So I would like um, us to acknowledge that and um, put it, either put up signs or just make it a knowledge that it could be 15 miles an hour. Yeah, that's what I would like to do, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. So thank you uh, for coming. This is the way things get done. And I know in terms of city government, things go a lot slower than people like sometimes. Uh, we're all volunteers here. And we don't always know what's going on in a particular neighborhood. You've helped us to know uh, more than we do before this meeting started tonight. So come back to the first meeting in October and we'll have some things to consider at that time. Thank you very much. Okay. What's the yeah. date? The date from the first meeting? Uh, the, the second uh, Monday of every month is second, and fourth, second and fourth Monday. So yeah, the 14th of October. 14th of October. Yeah. Okay. Council, any other comments anybody would like to make? Okay, thank you. Now
we have uh, Dale coming up to talk to us about the adoption of Oregon Department of Transportation uh, standard specifications for construction. Thank you, Mayor. So as you know, uh, during the last holiday uh, project, we adopted the 2015 ODOT specifications. That was the newest and greatest. Now with the new ADA rules, uh, there is a version 2018. We would like to adopt those for continued use in the city of Seaside. So I'm just asking your request. And these are specifications that all the contractors have to abide by. That's correct. That's right. There are significant changes? The significant changes are the ADA requirements. So First Avenue has been done for all the 2018 ADA requirements. So all the new crosswalks down on First Ave um, by the convention center. So that's what we've done down that's there. That's the kind where you have to have two different ways. Two different ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rather than Does it lead somebody diagonally down the street? Yeah. chance to, to see the things that we've been working on. So tonight, um, I'll give you a report from a status of construction as well as the budget. As you know, last month I came asking for a 30-day extension, primarily due to the, the lack of some particular metal that's been ordered. We do expect that metal to come in before the end of this month. So I'm not anticipating any additional extensions to the contract. The interior of the facility is basically completed with the exception of a punch list that's being done during our off days. So we are no longer in construction while our events are in progress. We have given them very specific time frames to come in and work and they're scheduling the trades and subcontractors to, to do that and complete the work. Uh, and we feel that will be uh, completed again before the end of the month. So from a budget standpoint, we have committed uh, 14.6 million of our $15 million budget. We are anticipating uh, a change order of about $36,800. Within that difference between 14.6 and 15 is about $376,000 of which 150 has been designated for art work. And that will begin at the conclusion of the project once we know the space and we can go in there and really visualize what that may be. Um, on the exterior of the facility, they are working on the west side of the 
of the facility. Now that there are modulars no longer in, in, in place, so they're uh, forming the curves and gutters, and once that's completed, they'll put our loading ramp up on that side, and um, Dale will then come by and, and form up the light post that will go um, the side of that building. But the uh, terrace on First and Edgewood is looking really nice. That's going to be a very social area for people to sit out on the good days that we have nice weather and enjoy the, the beautiful sunshine. We are anticipating a budget contingency of about 108000 as it stands right now. So we are under budget and just a little bit late in the schedule. <laughs> but that's the report and we're very pleased with the uh, results. Uh, I came in this weekend just to see how the, the Eagle pageant was utilizing the new space and it was wonderful to see the, the newer areas being used the way we designed them and have people enjoying uh, the flexibility that that's now going to give us. Well, we all are just amazed that a $15 million project would come in under budget and really on time. The extension is beyond the control of the contractor or beyond your control. And it's just amazing, as our friend said tonight, it's an amazing testament to the quality of life here in Tucson. Yeah. It will serve this community well for many, many years to come. I'm sure other councilors would like to make a comment. No, just very much. It was, it was fun to, to listen to people's comments the other day at the open house. Yeah. There's amazement, and it's just very proud of the whole facility. But, and I had already stated this, but hats off to the whole construction crew, but you at the helm with an incredible staff and your workers, where it, it's amazing what was done in that 14 months' time without ever stopping to uh, preventing an event from being right. unbelievable. unbelievable. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, we're at the end of our agenda, but we'd like to hear from our city staff, and I'll turn to Chief Daniels. Well, I got a little less, so okay. give me a minute. We did have our fundraiser this Saturday, past Saturday, and uh, I'd just like to thank a few people. One important one, Jan Barber Ooh. and Diane Summers. They they really helped put this together for us. You know, we we, we don't have much to do over there. Um, <laughs> so with the call, you know, just saw the guys out again tonight, but um, it's hard to do a fundraiser. Anybody's ever done one, it's, it's very difficult. And when our guys are doing it, there's other stuff going on, so these committees and stuff. So they literally took the bull by the horns and exceeded any expectations from the fire department, so I appreciate that. Uh, Buddy Anderson, um, she did a lot of our graphics and stuff, posters, signs. Uh, Larry Kriegshauser, I think he did everything. Him, him and Doug Barker, the guys that will never retire. They sat there and cooked and cooked and cooked, and we ordered and something pieces of chicken. And then uh, I want to thank Safeway and, and uh, Fred Myers because we called them back and said, do you have any more chicken? And both of them, and already gave us great deals on the, the chicken. It's a Saturday, you know, and they said, just come get what we got and pull off the shelf. So uh, we ended up with like 530 something. Um, we probably could have kept going. Uh, but uh, I also want to thank 
Uh, Mike McQueen from the relief pitcher. He made the, the coleslaw that the big of eat at the end. I didn't try the chicken because it ran out. But uh, but he just kept coming back, coming, and they'd call him and say we're almost out. Or he'd just come and check, and he went back and made it again. So he got in that early that morning to make it. So it really takes the whole the whole community to put these events together. And with all the stuff going on, I guess my expectations were a little lower because there was just so much going on with football games in the car that we were, and we ended up running eight calls that day, so our guys were out, so everybody pitched in and helped. Uh, Judy from the Oregon Marketplace, I don't know her last name, I didn't get it. But Jody. She, Jody, Jody, sorry. And she made 12 pies, and they were still hot when they showed up uh, for this event, so we, she thought, we thought she'd make a couple, and then there was 12 pies, so. Uh, it's, it's That's the location south of town. Yep, Oregon right, right by, uh, Camden Village for that. So we do want to thank everybody. I'm sure there's a long list that I'm probably forgetting, um, but and all the people that sponsored it and gave us stuff. So it was a very, very welcome event. I'm sure that everybody enjoyed it that showed up. So thank you. Did we have any estimates on how much money was raised? I think they're still putting, taking their shoes off and counting. So I don't. Know. We can let you know after Wednesday. Yeah, so I think they're still meeting. <laughs> Me either. That's two. We didn't get any chicken. I got chicken. So. The pies were wonderful. I can testify to that. Can I just say he didn't get any chicken, but that morning he said, he made a comment, looks like we're going to be eating chicken for the next month. I did. By about noon, I'd have told you we were going to be eating a lot of chicken so by ourselves. We love proving him wrong. They proved me wrong and so. Well, but I, I have to, I'm sorry about talking about chicken. The, the uh, firemen that were passing out the food and whatever else were very um, accommodating and apologizing. We kept saying, and for those of us waiting, there's about 20 of us waiting, um, and about 2.30 or 3, and they kept saying, it's for a good cause. It's okay, we're here to support the fire department. You don't have to keep apologizing to us. <laughs> but they were going, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. No, it's okay. You want your chicken done. Too. Yeah, I want my chicken yeah. done. And there was a hundred pieces cooking at one time, so it wasn't oh, yeah. it was it was for it. It was, it was good. good. It was a production for sure. That's great. And I'll see my wife again. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what's happening at the chamber? Oh uh, just first off I want to invite everybody uh, out to our Wednesday morning good morning seaside. We're gonna be over at the uh, outlet mall scout store so if you've not been in there let's go ahead and come out and check it out uh, I personally have not been in so uh, it's going to be an experience for me also uh, but I do want to give a big thank you uh, this co this community really does a lot just like Chief Jenkins was talking about with the fundraiser on Saturday August is a very and beginning of beginning of September a very busy month we have tons of events and people coming to the town. The chamber does a couple of very large events during that time. We can't do it without the support of our volunteers, but also without the support of our city. So I do want to say thank you to Public Works, all of our first re first, re first responders. This year, Chief Jenkins and I actually got together and we hired two of his crew to be down for volley volleyball. Which takes a ton of load off of uh, our services here. Not only the ER, but the, uh, 
fire department itself. Um, those are the type of things that when we all come together at the same table and we're talking about things, we identify problems, and I really appreciate how the, how the city comes together and works, so thank you. Great, very much. It's been a great season, hasn't it? It has, yeah. it has. We broke records in every way, shape, and form. Dale, Public Works. Well, Mayor, I urge all of you to uh, drive around the town and see what the town looks like. Starting with City Hall, the new facelift, Matt Long uh, and Cesar Ocala have been working on this building. They finished everything up, and I think it looks spectacular. Miss Jordan and the colors. <laughs> Art scratched his head a little bit. Um, but we even had the fire department volunteers over here one day taping five hours, I think it was, just taping off all the windows. And again, volunteers are helping us. Um, the fire chief and his crew and his volunteers, take a look at your fire station, the new doors, all the new paint, you know, we're maintaining the buildings. Um, Chamber of Commerce, they got a new facelift themselves. You go to any of our buildings, all of our restrooms have gotten painted. The police department, swing down and take a look at that. The whole building has been repainted. It all looks real fresh. The, the cave now looks, they call it the cave, um, matches and everything. Any rot repair has been done. We still have a few windows here that we're gonna work on in City Hall. But even the inside of the building, we'll finish this up this fall. But a lot of volunteers helped in this, um, along with this work. Whether it's color selection, because again, Mark told me I couldn't choose colors anymore. <laughs> but a lot of work has been done in Seaside, um, First Avenue, a lot of work. We're trying to uh, stay ahead of Russ and the expansion of the convention center, getting all the sidewalks done, the landscaping. Uh, First Avenue, the new landscaping will be done by the end of the week. We're trying to beat Russ uh, at the game. So just drive around and take a peek and there's a lot of things being done. Thank you. Thank you, Dale. I'll add a comment that we had some visitors a couple weeks ago um, who hadn't been here for two years. They moved to the East Coast and then moved back to Portland. And uh, they said, the town looks different. It looks crisp and clean is the term that they used. And uh, so people who have not been here for a while see the difference. And we might just not notice everything changing because we're here all the time, but your advice is good. Let's, let's do some driving around and checking out the, the changes. That's excellent. Good. Mark, you didn't have an agenda item tonight, but you did get a chance to speak. Yeah, I, I probably spoke too much, Mayor, but uh, I, I, the only thing I will tell you is we did a staff meeting uh, last Monday, uh, and if it helps any, I declared summer over. Uh, at the staff meeting, uh, I know that, uh, Is that by this nice time, going. by yeah, this time of going. year, um, I know that uh, staff is um, uh, pretty burnt out, and uh, uh, they've worked hard for the last three months, and, and we really appreciate all the work that all the staff do, uh, and um, it's time for them to be able to have um, a little, a little quieter time. John. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, just a few quick items. One, we have a new accounts payable clerk in City Hall. Uh, Anna Dennis joined us with her first day today. Um, Longtime Seaside resident and uh, new to the member of C uh, to the Seaside City of Seaside family. So we're happy to have her on board. 
Um, speaking of uh, positions, we have had a vacancy in the police force for, for quite some time. We've reopened that effective today. Uh, that position closes at the end of September. We're using our new online applicant tracking system though, uh, which has done quite well with some of the other positions we've had open. So we're hoping that will drive a little bit more interest there. Um, there's been some talk about how these minutes um, and our meetings are shared out. Uh, KMUN, Coast Community Radio, is doing something new where they're actually posting several community uh, or council minutes in the county. Um, starting with this meeting, it will be posted on that website. So the audio version of that kind of a courier system worked out to post this post the meetings online to KMUN. So look for that. And then I think Brian mentioned Good Morning Seaside. I think City Hall is hosting Good Morning Seaside next Wednesday, September 18th. So we'll be showing off uh, the renovations of the council chambers that the public works team did such a fine job on. So thanks. Good to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Always good to have you here. Thank you. Kim, any comments you'd like to make? I do. Yes, good. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, <laughs> I won a prize. <laughs> That's right, you did. Do you know what I want? A day with the fire chief. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm so glad she hasn't given it to her husband yet. <laughs> no, no, you I'm not, I would not do that. I'm waiting for the new fire truck, just so you know. She's going to go for I already had a talk with the chief Saturday. Called me. I was at a baby shower, so I wasn't able to come. My niece, and they, I got three calls. Him, Chris Dugan, and his wife. You won. You didn't have to be there to win. Just so you know, almost everybody, all the prizes were local Clatsop County. The past all the prizes were the I was really hanging in there for the 80 inch TV. Where would you put that in your own? Mayor, I assume you would have donated that to the city of I will be, you have League of Oregon Cities in two weeks, so I'll be fine tuning everything and getting all the paperwork. Is everybody going? Oh, I will be going. Right. Sorry. Sorry, we'll miss you. Uh, I was treated so well last time, I, I could probably go for like a decade without having to go oh, back. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Well, we uh, say so. Yeah. <laughs> Council members would like to comment, and I'm going to turn to Seth because he's got the big news. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> I did have my second daughter, and I was gone for a couple weeks, but it's pretty exciting. So thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to mention town as far as all the improvements that have been made, especially the convention center, but all the little stuff that Dale's been doing around town is, is getting noticed. I've had so many people comment about how good Seaside is, how it's being cleaned up, and how it's looking a lot better than it ever has. So just hats off to everybody. I don't know how you're working them that hard. You guys are doing everything, but it's looking very good. And then to circle back on the 6th Avenue discussion, one thing that didn't get mentioned is there was not a representative from Clean Line here, so I don't know the process that we're gonna go through, but it would probably be good to reach out to them right away. I could help facilitate that if we need to be, at least let them know that there's an issue. So they, I mean, we could probably get a long ways just having a dialogue, so let me know if I could help in that anyway. Good, excellent, that'd be great. 
I might say some comments about. Uh, uh, no, I'm not going to. No, no, maybe I will. Um, I so appreciate when the public comes before us and gives us um, their comments and, and lets us know as counselors what's going on in the city that we might not know about. But there is a difference between coming and, and talking civilly and to be disrespectful. Um, that shouldn't be, uh, you handle it beautifully, Mayor, better than I would have. Um, anyway, I, I agree that it needs to be good neighbor. And I think that's the process that we as a city will have to deal with because I don't think anybody's breaking any more families or our residents at this point. That's it. Well, I would like to acknowledge the work that uh, uh, two women put in for the fire department, uh, Mayor's wife and, and Diane Summer. Uh, these two women, when they get together and work uh, their magic on a cause, always do a great job and you see a huge swell in, in participation, revenues, uh, just fun. And then they have to move on because they burn themselves out. Yeah. And so I was going to say to the fire department, write it all down, figure out what they did so that you can do it next year and you've already got the phone numbers and all the connections waiting for you. Don't try to rebuild it in an emergency next summer. Are Get you it? firing us already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're assuming you we're letting them go. <laughs> we're all charged up for next year. We already well, kidnapped. If, you're, if you can do it, then they're good. But Diane said you might not. So I was just assuming what? that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> She's not here to protect me, yeah. so I, I guess. We'll, so I'm gonna throw other comments. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. No, that means the counselor wants to run a pad. One of the things I've mentioned before, and I think, you know, because I'm on the transportation committee, I knew that Sixth Avenue people had been there. But one of the things that we're still working on is trying to get the minutes of all our so that you can follow up the, I mean, if you don't do it now, you really should at least follow on the minutes of the Planning Commission to see what oh. they're coming up with. And uh, some of the other committees uh, get out there once in a while too, but you know, the, the, uh, the Sixth Avenue people were at that July committee, so. Um, I did a little time traveling this weekend. I spent uh, the weekend down at the beach with a bunch of Lewis and Clark expedition setting up with the tremendous help. Uh, your, your public works guy, uh, Caesar, must be everywhere because I saw him over at the fire station <laughs> cooking too. Yep. And uh, uh, Friday morning he was down creating the fire pit for the, uh, the salt makers. So uh, you must have clones or something over there. That's how you get all this work done. Uh, the weather was really good. We had uh, almost 400 people on, on Saturday. For what February of 1806 would have been like, <laughs> on and we got soaked. <laughs> so about 40 people braved the weather, though, and uh, most of them were not seaside residents. If you can believe that. So, uh, but thank you for everybody that came out. It's one more thing is kind of the finish of the summer season, I think. Also, uh, you all have an invitation to the emergency planning. That will be a week from Wednesday night. Uh, this is for the public to come and let's see what interest 
there is in getting a CERT team, a neighborhood watch, neighbor, know your neighbor, whatever it might be. It's just informational meeting to see uh, what we can do. Uh, that's part of my goal is to get people involved and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, finally, I'll uh, comment that uh, you know, the song that I sing a lot is that volunteerism is what makes this community work. And we've heard it tonight from several. And uh, we saw it at work. Most of the firefighters that were working on Saturday are volunteers. And they were there giving their time and uh, doing a great job. And then uh, the others that were there. Um, it was great to have RJ and, and John there uh, playing the music. It would have been dead without that music there on, on Saturday. It was just really wonderful to have that in the background. Um, also, I'm thinking about Constitution Week. We live in a wonderful nation, and our Constitution is the bedrock of our freedoms. We need to hold on to that. That Constitution guarantees that people like uh, the Sixth Street community uh, members can come and speak to us here tonight without fear of reprisals, even if they weren't as nice as we'd like for them to be. But uh, one of the great Constitution quotes that I remember from my readings from way back is, a wonderful Will Rogers comment. You know, if anybody's going to be uh, discourteous and rude, it's Will Rogers. And he said, the Constitution protects aliens, drunks, and U.S. Senators. With that, <laughs> But it protects all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, thank you for the water, and thank you for the I needed him too, so. Yeah. 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 Yeah.